Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. If you want to talk about, we can talk about, we can talk about egg shortages and how it's affecting restaurant profits. We can talk about coffee consumption on the decline in the United States. Um, that's an interesting stat because, again, something happened. Interest. Well, I'm not gonna say interesting. Something interesting happened at an interesting time. Um, K-cups. People are brewing one cup at a time instead of a pot at a time. So are we really consuming less coffee? Americans are spending more on coffee than ever before, but for the first time in six years, they'll be drinking less of it as the single-serve revolution transforms brewing habits. Again, we could talk about anything. We could talk about up markets. We could talk about down markets. Uh, Traders buy the rumors of Greece and merger deals. So those things are out there. Um... I think, again, we are in a pretty interesting market. Um, heavily based on valuation is the underlying theme, but then there's some headline themes that seem to be pushing us around on a day-by-day, week-by-week basis, whether it be Greece or Ukraine or Apple's new product, Apple's not new product, <laughs> whatever it is. There seems to be some stories that push us in the short term, valuations in the midterm, and in the long term, it seems to be earnings driven. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Greece has reportedly submitted a proposal to creditors that includes concessions on pensions. Will this lead to an agreement that resolves the near-term crisis? Not clear, but there's optimism. Greece has had a long and difficult road regarding the negotiations on their debt, their bad economy not helping to service their debt. The details of the immediate problem have been widely reported again and again and again. And will they be able to make loan payments to the IMF? Um, will they take loan payments to simply to pay government salaries and keep the government moving? 
these are big questions that can we continue to throw around. Um, the Greek real GDP is down nearly 30% from 2008, and the unemployment rate has tripled since 2008. It sits at 25%, approximately 50% unemployment for those people who are under 35. Greece is a small economy relative to the overall European Union. So it's not something that stresses out the big picture. Greece is basically Rhode Island. The financial markets are concerned about any credit repercussions and how they would hit banks and or nations. Um, the only economic report that's out there today is existing home sales. We'll get that any minute now. It won't have a lot of impact. There's no real earnings reports of note. Um, Monsanto reports on Wednesday, Nike reports on Thursday of this week. And that's kind of where we're at at this point in time. Um, Taylor Swift seems to have won in her battle against Apple. And I, I'm sensing, and again, I don't always have the right feel, the right touch. I don't have bad touches as known, but sometimes I don't, I'm not insightful. But um, I'm sensing that the public started to turn on Taylor Swift a little bit. Um, but Apple made a U-turn over artist royalties for its new music streaming service after megastar Taylor Swift said she was holding back her album 1989 from Apple's new launch. Swift said she was disappointed that tech giant Apple would not be paying writers, producers, or artists during a free three-month trial when people sign on to Apple Music, its new streaming service, but a series of tweets by Eddie Q, Apple's senior vice president, said the Cupertino-based company will now be paying artists during a free trial period. The amount of royalties going to artists remains undisclosed during this trial period, but would be paid on a per-stream basis. Um, after the free three-month period, Apple will pay owners 71.5% of Apple's music subscription revenue, Swift, which is slightly more than Spotify. Um, Swift said she was elated that she was by the change of policy. She wrote, three months is a long time to go unpaid, and it's unfair to ask anyone to work for nothing. Um, she says, quote, I say this with love, reverence, and admiration for everything else Apple has done. I hope that soon I can join them in progression towards a streaming model that seems fair to those who create the music. I'm not saying America's turned on her, but she's starting to become kind of a spokesperson and less of an artist. And that's one of those dangerous times. Um for your career. Americans are, like when Madonna started becoming like the, the voice of sexuality for women, great, wonderful insights, but it started changing her career as an artist in the perception of a lot of people. Americans are spending more money on coffee than ever before. Already hit this a little bit. Um, coffee consumption in the United States expected to fall to 23.7%. 60 kilogram bags in the upcoming season, down from 24 million. So 23.7 million down from 24 million. First drop since 2009. The U.S. will be the only one of the top eight global coffee drinking countries to see a decline. And again, it shows further evidence of the single serve pods, which is dominated by Keurig Green Mountain K-Cups. It's having a material impact on the U.S. demand for green coffee beans. People used to make a pot of coffee, now they make a cup. Right there, it, it's, you know, it takes out three cups of coffee. 
out of four. Ownership of single serve brewers, brewers, ballooned in 2015 with more than a quarter of American households having one, up from just 15% in 2014. That's on the up. Um, it's interesting because the roasters will charge a premium for a single serve coffee, whereas they used to say, okay, well, you're probably going to throw away two or three cups, so take it for what it is. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, what was I going to throw out there? I had something. Um, Google and Apple are both, and Facebook. Let's, let's talk Apple and Facebook. Apple's next operating system is going to have a feature where you can turn off basically ads. Thus, companies like the New York Times, who are willing to give you an article for free if they serve you an ad, will be hosed. Facebook's doing something pretty similar. They're putting these stories inside of Facebook so that you don't go outside of Facebook, but they're giving the ad money to the publisher. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how we read news in one year from now. The iPhone and iPad owners will notice you know, that new Apple app on their iPhone called News. It's a curated news service that serves up stories media from various news organizations and packages them in a beautiful magazine-style uh, interface. But again, they're going to be blocking ads, or they're going to let you block ads, which I don't know. I don't. When I start becoming a tech reporter and less of a you know, tech insight into investing, uh, I don't really want to you know, argue the features versus telling you who's dominating, who's winning, who's trending. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. General Mills. When I say General Mills, you should probably think Corn Checks, Lucky Charms, Cocoa Puffs, Wheaties, and Fiber One, amongst others. They're going to axe artificial flavors from their cereals and Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Tricks and Reese's Puffs are suddenly going to taste like sand. Say what? <laughs> I don't know. The whole push to go after the millennial and the whole push to get rid of, you know, boxed food and frozen food not doing well in the grocery stores. Um, Americans are, you know, we're stupid, but we're, when we figure stuff out, we're pretty loyal. And I think Americans are starting to go much, much, much more towards fresh and organic as much as they can or as much as they are marketed towards. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Talk a little financial planning. 
Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton talking all things financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com or hear him right here on this radio station from 1 to 2 p.m. New Focus on Wealth. Risk tolerance and rebalancing. Chad, those are two very big terms that all investors must be aware of. Why? Well, what will happen is in good times, people stick with the winners. And that tends to be good for a three-year period. And then the best asset class that performed the best over a three-year period in the next five years is likely, in one of those years, is going to be one of the worst places to be because things correct. The way that the market works is that you have you know 10-year average PE ratios, 10-year average price-to-sales ratios, and you tend to get pushed well above that for a year or two before it corrects back down. And unfortunately, investors chase that end of the return because you don't hear about it in the news until – the party's already over until so everybody's already saying how good the returns were. People get in late and then uh, they take too much risk and then it drops. And then instead of hanging in there for a couple of years until it comes back, they sell. And then by the next winter that drops three years later, you know, it's just this, this roller coaster ride and short term memory issue that investors have. I remember recently pulling up a chart when the S and P 500 hit a record high and it was being led by healthcare. The healthcare sector was breaking out and the underperformer was consumer staples. Mm-hmm. Simply put, and everywhere in between was financials and tech, and they were all in between. So the winners were healthcare, the laggards were consumer staples. Right. As an active investor, would you say that there's value in consumer staples and that there's growth in healthcare? Like, well, yeah, but I mean, let me give you an example. It's a perfect example that you brought up because early in 2013, consumer staples had had a huge run by then. Okay. Everybody had bit them up because they were dividend-paying stocks in most cases. Not high-revenue growers, not growth companies, but dividend-paying stocks, so investors piled into them. So all of a sudden, we had dividend yields well below the 10-year average. We had price-to-sales and P-E ratios well above the 10-year average. We decided to sell consumer staples, ETF, and go into the healthcare ETF. And that was one of the best-performing asset classes because we looked at the healthcare ETFs, and they were almost just the opposite of that because everybody was freaked out of Obamacare and Affordable Care Act, which is and it's the same thing. But so a lot of these companies had been bid down and were trading at a discount relative to the S&P 500. And that's the kind of subtle moves that you make. You buy when it doesn't look right. You know, you buy when nobody else wants it. You don't buy when it's already done well. So when rates are low, people are looking to dividend-paying stocks as bond alternatives. Yeah. You know, the AT&Ts, the Rise, and telecommunication companies have 4%, 5% dividend yields. The utilities have 2 to 3% dividend yields sometimes. Um, is that a good idea to hide in growth stock or hide in dividend paying stocks? If you can really babysit it, because th- the problem with this is that a lot of those com- uh, stocks, if, especially utilities, REITs, and telecom, can be very sensitive to interest rates. A lot of times that's, that sensitivity, though, is short term. The problem is, is that you have conservative investors selling portions of their bonds to go into dividend paying stocks thinking that they just go up and they pay a great dividend. Those same investors are very conservative. So when they start to lose money and see a negative value on a statement, they freak out. And so they'll sell right at the bottom of the dip, and they turn their losses into real. So especially you know, when you're younger, yeah, absolutely. Just deal with a little bit more volatility. You don't really need bonds. But when you're older, you still have to maintain a level of risk that you're comfortable with. I rebalance twice a year in my 401k. Mm-hmm. Good idea, bad idea? Uh, good idea. I mean, I would assume that you're Rob Black and you rebalance more like you know, every three months. But you know, that's just my opinion. I don't think I have that option. Yeah, you go in manually and do it. You okay. can turn on the automatic rebalancer, but 
Come on, log in manually, Rob. Do some rebalancing. Do you realize how important my time is? And you are a busy man. If I'm not solving cancer, if I'm not finding Noah's Ark, if I'm not out there, you know, trekking philanthropy and helping people in Africa, do you think I have time to do quarterly rebalancing? Come on. <laughs> so when do you, how do you determine it to rebalance? Like, for instance, market correction rebalance, market 52-week high rebalance, or do you just say... Both. Okay. It's both. Uh, so what, what you do is, so we have six different models ranging from very conservative to very aggressive. And we have thresholds at every asset class for each model. And as soon as, so if we set one model that might be, you know, 15% international developed and 10% emerging markets. Yeah. And the international developed goes more than 10% above its, its allocated level. Then we say, okay, we're, it's time to sell. What are some other areas in the portfolio that look like a screaming buy because they're selling at a discount? Is that emerging markets? Is that small cap or whatever? So you're, once it hits the upper and the lower bands, it either sets a sell trigger or a buy trigger, and you look for places to fill. It's not automatic. I don't like stop losses necessarily, but it's an internal uh, monitor of your own portfolio. So CFP, Chad Burton, this is what he does for a living. He's on top of all things financial. He's a financial planner. Great website, tons of content. Seriously, I was surprised by how much is there, how many articles have been written, how many videos, how many PDFs that you know can start you thinking in the process of retirement and what it means to you. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So Walmart is bringing back greeters. Um, you know, the people who stand at the door and say, hello. The company's also adding a fleet of asset protection customer ser- specialists who check receipts as shoppers leave. Walmart's testing the added door presence in 300 out of its 4,500 stores. Basically, one of the themes inside of Walmart is that they lose about 1% of its revenue, or $3 billion every year, to theft. Wow. 1%, you're like, eh. Then you're like, $3 billion, whoa. Um, Will that make the stores friendlier? When you leave Costco, doesn't it feel like, oh, here's my receipt? Um, it's one of those probably negative feelings from Costco, right? Those who like to indulge in a good omelet or quiche might have to pay a little bit more. Bird flu-related egg shortages are cutting into profits. Menu items for restaurants, big and small, are feeling the pinch on eggs. Egg shortage cut into profits. Getting eggs from a smaller local producer, which have largely been spared from the outbreak, um, is what a lot of companies are having to do. I told you I went into a grocery store recently, and I was shocked because some of the chicken selections I had never seen before from producers. Uh, It's interesting to know. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. night.
Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. One of those powerful tools you have likely is your 401k or your 403b. Um, you want to know that. Talk to most full-time employees saving for retirement. You'll find that the employee-sponsored 401k is the way to ultimately save for your golden years. 401ks are common. Um, they have some specific rules that can be confusing. You want to start early savings, even if you don't make much. Compound interest is one of the most powerful forces in the world, universe. So saving a little cash gives a lot of time for it to grow. It's often more effective than saving a lot of cash for a short amount of time. Two ways to get to a million dollars by 65, sock away $4,700 a year when you're 25 years old, or save $23,700 when you're 45 years old. Um, a lot easier doing it when you're 25. If your company offers a match, take it. An extra incentive to save, employer matches, which essentially amount to free money. Your company puts a little bit of money in your 401k simply as a reward for saving. Um, free money. Contribute from bonuses if you can. Windfalls are nice. Uh, beach vacations are nice too. But getting 10 beach vacations when you're 60, way better than getting one when you're in your 20s. Do closely check your vesting schedule. Uh, while a match is nice on paper, some companies put strings attached to vesting schedules. You may want to work an extra month before you quit, if that extra month means you get the money that they promised you. You want to think long term. Um, 401ks are not for a car, they're not for a house, they're for a long term. So you want to look at assets that have worked out well over the long term. Stocks and bonds. I'm not a big bond guy. Historically, I have to say stocks and bonds are great long-term investments, but when bonds have been so uh, devastated by low interest rates, I'm, I'm very cautious. I'm not against bonds. I replace bonds with REITs and or high-quality corporates. Uh, other big stories tied towards 401ks is don't be afraid of your 401k. Um, don't treat your 401k like a checking account. You can borrow against it, but don't do it. Uh, don't forget catch-up contributions. Once you turn 50, you're able to put an extra $6,000 a year in. And not only $18,000, extra $6,000, $24,000. Don't forget you're going to eventually be taxed. Um, if you're lucky enough to have $1 million of 401k accounts, um, you know that's going to be basically $1 million in wages um, as you pull it out. So you're going to want to you know, have tax considerations later in life. You're also going to want to know what RMDs are once you reach retirement age. There's RMD worksheets. RMD is the required minimum distribution that you have to take legally. You know, you weren't paying taxes on this money for all these years. It went in federally tax-free. Government wants their money, so you have to get some of it out every single year. Let's talk a little real estate with Tony Mendez. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Tony, do you remember the movie Gung Ho? 
Uh, Gung Ho with um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, 1986. Um, it was all about the Japanese coming to the United States and helping our automakers learn how to make cars better. We taught them how to drink beer and burp and how to play softball. Hilarity ensued. The tight Japanese management versus the loose American blue-collar worker. Um, I bring that up. Do you know why? Tell me. Because in the 80s, there was this big fear that Japan was going to buy all of New York. They bought a big building in New York. They bought the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners. How dare they buy an American tradition? Right? Yeah. What happened to Japan in the 90s? We, they were this economic superpower in the 80s. Right. In the 90s, they fell apart and America became the economic superpower. We, we, we hand the batons off from time to time and things change. But there was also this fear that Japan was going to buy all of our real estate, which is hilarious. Because just recently, China spent an enormous amount of money. They bought 725, $725 billion? Holy mackerel, what was that number? Um, they spent an enormous amount of money buying a piece of real estate in New York, the J.P. Morgan Tower, 60-story building. So there's now this fear, is China going to be buying, or is China the next Japan? And it wasn't just big buildings. It was uh, single-family residences, especially here in the Bay Area. There was a realtor down in San Jose said that they there was one block that they had the foreign investor came in and bought um, several homes that were in foreclosure. Didn't even move into the homes and then turned around and sold them at the uh, recently. So yeah, there was a big push of foreign investors in the United States. You know, the United States is one of the few countries in the world that a foreign investor can own property in. And it's and one of the reasons is it's it's helping our real estate boom again. But those investors are drying up right now. That's one of the reasons why we've seen a stagnant uh, um, home sales growth and home price growth right now. So seven hundred twenty-five million dollars will get you a Manhattan office building with sixty stories. Just in case you're wondering if you have basically three quarters of a billion dollars lying around and you want to throw it out there. Um, again, I bring this up because things have changed a lot. And we always forget that. We always live in the now, and we live in the last three years. But, uh, you know, gung-ho. You know, who was the World Series champions in 1986? Uh, probably the Tigers or something. It's going to make you wax nostalgic. It was the New York Mets where Bill Buckner booted the ball. Okay. Um, the Boston Celtics were big in tennis. Uh, Yvonne Lindell, the NCAA football champions, Penn State. The hottest model was Christy Brinkley. Like, that's pretty crazy stuff. Um, and, again... Real estate will work in another cycle again. The U.S. economy will work through another cycle again. We won't always be the best of the best. Some people would say that it's time for Europe to wake back up and be dominant. Um, so throw your investment dollars, not where the real estate's being bought now or who it's being bought by now, but where the area's been struggling sometimes is the right concept. Um, you know, 2013 is going to be remembered as the government shutdown year, but it's also going to be remembered as the European stock markets had a pretty good year, even though the European zone, the European Union, is mired in you know sub-zero percent growth or zero percent to almost you know fractions. Um, so don't pay attention to now. Pay attention to where the ball is going. You know who made that famous, right? Bob Buecher. Who knows? They say Wayne Gretzky changed hockey because he said, "Don't skate to where the puck is. Skate to where the puck's going." And if you've ever played pickup hockey, um, it's exhausting. I mean, you skate, you skate, you skate, you skate. You finally get to the puck, and some jerk pushes it to the other side of the rink, so you skate, you skate, you skate, you skate. 
So you got to figure out where it's going. Anyway, same thing in real estate, same thing with investing. That's Tony Mendez. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Martha Stewart is being sold. Martha Stewart living in Omnipedia reached a deal to be bought by Sequential Brands for $353 million. Deal's worth about six bucks a share. Martha Stewart stock's been around for a while, and it never really did much because everyone always had this weird feeling of what do they do when Martha Stewart dies or retires? Um, and I know you're saying, Martha Stewart's been bought for $353 million. I didn't know they were selling old white women. Uh, yes, they are for decorating, cooking, and gardening uh, insights. Yes, they are. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Um, good weekend for movies, um, both Inside Out and uh, Jurassic World had good weekends for different reasons. Inside Out from Pixar became the highest opening ever for an original content or original idea um, movie. So it makes the record for biggest original box office debut, or is Jurassic Park going to be the fastest to $1 billion? Inside Out's the first project ever from the studio, not to open number one, but it did make some history. And it also was going up against Jurassic World on Father's Day weekend. Um, but Inside Out pulled in $91.1 million, uh, better than expected. The previous big winner was Avatar at $77 million on its opening weekend. I know you're saying, that seems weird. It seems like some other movies would have pulled in over $100 million. No, that's kind of interesting. Um, so Jurassic World and Inside Out, congratulations. You had monster openings. 800 to get your calls on the air. Amazon came out with a press release that I'm going to say it's a press release. It's not an aha moment in investing. They said, expect your Amazon deliveries within 30 minutes via drones next year. Last week, the Federal Aviation Administration said at a congressional hearing that regulations for commercial drones will be finalized and put in place within one year. And almost immediately, Amazon jumped on this and said, as soon as those, those regulations are implemented, we will be ready to launch our drone delivery service. The company wants to bring packages to Prime members within 30 minutes of an order placement. Amazon already holds patents for drone delivery, including a system that bring packages to a person's current location as opposed to a stored shipping address. Okay, we'll see. I feel a little leery of that one. It feels like a press release more than a, a real story, but we'll see. I'm hopeful. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. If you answer honestly, I'm sorry that it's not quite how you thought it would be. It's always the same, just the same. You and me, come round. Well, I'd really like to see you. We could watch the television, you could cook a pizza. Love, you loud, you shout, you proud. We'll sit down in the corner, disappear into the back. Taking that time right behind my back. And I'm talking to
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I find it very interesting looking at home prices. I think there's two stories out today that I'm not going to say they're a tale of two stories. I don't really want to say that. But housing prices and mortgage rates, both heavily tied towards markets, right? Uh, housing markets. Sales hit their strongest pace since November 2009. Existing home sales increased 5.1% in May. That's a welcome sign after they fell unexpectedly in April. There's an inventory issue where some months are going to look stronger than others based on how much inventory is out there. There's not a lot of it. First-time buyers increased to 32% of all buyers from 27% this time last year. It's good news. Now, home prices, they're going to test the housing market's strength as mortgage rates start to rise. As mortgage rates rise, the monthly squeeze on borrowers will vary hugely by metropolitan area. Um, at 4%, it could take maybe 14% of your income to afford your home mortgage. At 7%, maybe 19% in the city of Chicago. In Boston, a 4% interest rate, about 23% of your income. But when interest rates move to 6-7%, about 31%. In San Francisco, a 4% mortgage rate, it's going to cost about 41% of your income. When rates move to 6%, it's about 57%, which is way too much. You're not supposed to go above that 30% level unless you want to get into trouble. Home buyers and sellers head into the busy summer season with an eyeball on mortgage rates. Now, the Federal Reserve did say they're going to raise rates. And, but they did say they're going to do it slower than anyone expects, which is good if you're a potential home buyer. Um, and that's all I have. The whole Apple slash Taylor Swift thing kind of got funky over the weekend. Um, she basically slams the company. She says she's disappointed that the new streaming product is going to not pay musicians for the first three months. It's going to be a free trial. Apple has reversed course and said, of course, they were to pay all artists, labels, composers, and producers. And what you have to figure is Apple has 100 million people that they want to charge $9.99 a month for the streaming service. The company wants to do so in a relatively short period of time. So if they're paying people for a free trial, if they're paying the artists for during that free trial period, and let's say they get 100 million people, you can see this is a billion-dollar loss for them to start the service. Um, Apple says it'll be paid artists, which are the producers and songwriters, as well as labels, about 70% of the total revenue. It's clear to see that this free trial could you know, be a, a billion dollar, $4.4 billion issue in the next uh, three to six months after the product's launched. Now, again, that's based on a lot of assumptions that Apple gets all their iTunes users in, or a large chunk of them. But... Uh, just throwing that out there for you. It's, uh, it is all about the Benjamins. So, 
800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, today, we get a little optimism about a potential Greek debt deal, boosting the market sentiment. But German Finance Minister Wolfgang Schwab calls a new proposal insufficient. We get a little mergers and acquisition activity in the healthcare sector. Humana receives offer from Aetna. Cigna rejects Anthem's offer. Ultimately, as these healthcare providers merge, you and I will have fewer options, and that is a little bit of an issue. Um, just throw it out there. On the corporate front, Humana jumped 2.4% on that news from that offer from Aetna. Cigna spiked 7.6% after rejecting Anthem, saying we want more. You can see that maybe they're playing a game to say, go get us more, and maybe we'll like your second offer more than the first one. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Chinese stocks, they can cause you a fit. As soon as they're hot, you're like, okay, I'm back in. And they get really, really cold. As soon as they get really, really cold, you're like, okay, I'm out. The stock market of mainland China tanked more than 13% this week, last week, uh, put it in in correction territory. 13% in one week's a lot. Some investors seriously might reconsider, you know, how much cash they put in the region if it causes you heartache. The IFA Emerging Markets Index is generating a long-term average standard deviation of about 23.9 percentage points. That means the index is 143% riskier than the SP 500. It's pretty volatile. The average annual gain, though, is about 12.6%, which is well above the SP 500. So it's more volatile than the SP 500, but it also gets better returns over time than the SP 500. But over the short term, it can correct 13%. So I wouldn't own Chinese stocks alone. I would own a fund that holds shares in a lot of emerging nations, including China. Um, and again, we're all different. But uh, take it for what it's worth. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Twitter's board of directors said that its search for the next CEO is proceeding with a sense of urgency. board says it's looking at candidates both inside and outside of Twitter. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Thanksgiving is going to cost more this year. To date, 48 million turkeys and chickens have died or were euthanized to prevent the virus from spreading the H5N2 bird flu. 
because the egg crisis, wouldn't that be great if you turned on CNN today? They're like, egg crisis in America. Let's go to our reporter, Frank Gifford. Breaking news. Eggs cost more. Um, the... Bark, bark, bark. A popular breakfast spot is contemplating <laughs> Stop talking to me, chicken. A popular breakfast spot in Iowa is contemplating a surcharge of 50 cents to $1 to each of their egg-heavy dishes because cases have rocketed from 18 to 40 bucks in just a few weeks, a case of eggs. So it's kind of a tough to explain, but you get the idea. They're saying it's costing them extra money to pay for the food, and thus they should charge you a surcharge. Okay. General Mills is axing artificial flavors from its cereals. Um, Lucky Charms, Cocoa Puffs, Wheaties, Fiber One. The story there, and again, I pound this because I haven't pounded it yet today, is that millennials are changing the way they're shopping. My generation, oh my God, I loved Captain Crunch until he got murdered by a serial killer. Dun, dun, dun! Um, So I loved Captain Crunch. Oh. Um, As a kid, I loved it. And you look at it now, and it's like all salt. And if you're a mom giving your kids, you know, Captain Crunch Day, you're basically trying to kill your own kid. It's almost tantamount to, all right? So this is just, again, (coughs) excuse me, a trend. But in trends, you can make a lot of money, a ton of money. As people get older, we're consuming more drugs. I've recently seen my mother, and um, her pill case is obnoxious. Um, And we basically had to put her in a home because she couldn't manage her pill case, and she didn't want help. And when she got it, well, because she couldn't manage her pill case, she was a little nutty. And because uh, she was a little nutty, she couldn't get help because she'd accuse that person of stealing or what have you. Um, So we recently put her in a home because of the pill count, and that trend of people getting older and consuming more drugs. It's very, very, very real. But the trend of people trying to eat healthier, if not eating healthier, also is very, very, very real. Um, Just saying, you know. Just saying. Don't hate the messenger. But um, grocery stores like Sprouts and Whole Foods, they're going to do well as People want to try to eat healthier, although there's also a rumor out there that this is just a conspiracy and that millennials want to eat whatever's cheap. Hmm. Make up your mind, won't you? Uh, there's a press release out there that you know Amazon's going to start doing deliveries with drones within 30 minutes next year because the FAA said that a con- congressional hearing that regulation for commercial drones will be finalized and put in place within a year. And then immediately Amazon said, you know what, we'll be ready. Um, the FAA previously has voiced the reservations about commercial drone use, stalling Amazon's plan. Their proposed rules include requiring drones to be within the operator's eyesight at all times, which limits the distance they can fly. This poses a huge problem for Amazon or any company that wants to use drone delivery to cover a large area. I saw a woman... I saw the remains of a woman who was run over by a a trash truck on Friday. Um, Her head was in one place, her arms were in another, her legs and her body in another. 
Uh, it was horrific. And that's just modern technology of trash truck driving around and woman not being in the right place at the right time. What's going to happen when a drone carrying your, uh, I don't know, what you have delivered, you know, 40 pounds of groceries, 30 pounds of groceries, when it runs into another drone, if it's not kept in eyesight? I mean, it to me sounds like there's a lot of issues still to be worked out. We don't want packages falling from the sky. You've never seen the remains of a person hit by a trash truck. Surreal. That's all I'm going to tell you. Um, so Amazon's going to have some issues to work out, and I, I don't think it's fair that they say that they're going to be delivering within a year. I, I just think that's kind of bogus, but that's me. So um, an IPO that's coming out, it's a company called Alarm. Alarm.com, a developer of cloud-based software focused on connected home technology. It's a software as a system platform which enables home and business owners to secure their homes and properties and automate and control a broad array of connected devices through a single user interface. Its connecting home platform has roughly 2.3 million residential and business subscribers already, connecting more than 25 million devices. Interactive security, intelligent automation, video monitoring, energy management, um, they're coming public. And it looks like a pretty good IPO if it stays in its expected price range of 13 to 15 million, uh, 13 to 15 dollars, which would pull in about 100 million dollars. They want to use that money to expand the number of channels that they're selling in their services into. It believes it, home service providers such as heating, ventilation, air conditioning installers, and property management companies will be key complements to the security service provider network. Um, it's got going on for it. It's got good underwriting firms up under it. Strong underwriters tell you the deal's quality. It looks like a pretty solid deal. Its growth rates don't jump off the page. Still, revenue's growing at a strong double-digit rate, and the company has a track record of profitability. It looks like it has a good valuation, price-to-sales ratio of four. That's not crazy. So that one's going to come public later this week. Um, take a look at it. I think it's a good name. Ticker symbol is ALRM. It's ALRM for those of you who like to play into the world of IPOs. Not for everyone. High risk. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.